RTHK News. It's one o'clock, I'm Aaron Tam. The headlines. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says the government may not work with professional groups if they get political. She also said vaccinated people arriving in Hong Kong from medium-risk areas must undergo a two-week isolation at a quarantine hotel. And U.S. President Joe Biden has strongly defended the decision to withdraw troops from Afghanistan. Chief Executive Carrie Lam has warned the Law Society and other professional groups that the government might stop working with them if they get political. Her comments follow similar warnings from the People's Daily ahead of an election this month for five seats on the Society's Council. Citing the now-defunct Professional Teachers Union, Mrs. Lam said other groups will face consequences if they don't remain professional. If professional bodies, such as the Law Society, let politics override their professionalism in the future, the Hong Kong government will consider ending our ties with them. Our relationship with the Law Society runs deep, since it is an important legal organization in Hong Kong. But if it becomes a politicized body, we need to reconsider these ties. In a written response, the president of the Law Society, Melissa Pang, says the group has remained politically neutral in its role as a bridge between solicitors and the administration. She said it's constantly communicating with the government departments, expressing opinions to improve the practice environment and regularly responding to consultations on different issues. The CE also said the disbandment of the Civil Human Rights Front has nothing to do with freedoms in Hong Kong. Mrs. Lam noted the group disbanded voluntarily and the government won't accept suggestions by foreign politicians and media that such events amount to a crackdown on freedoms. She said disbandment is the only option for groups and individuals that have touched the red line, but they still won't be free of liability. An epidemiologist says Hong Kong residents still face a risk from the Delta variant, despite the tightening of quarantine measures. Professor Benjamin Cowling from the University of Hong Kong School of Public Health told RTHK there are loopholes whereby the virus could enter the SAR. Certainly Delta does pose a risk to us in Hong Kong if it was to get into the community and start spreading. Uh, in, the, in the past month or two, we've seen, you remember the VIP, uh, the, the diplomat's daughter that came in? Yes. There's still that, that loophole in place. Uh, there's also the possibility of infections in the staff of quarantine hotels. And in other parts of the world, there have been uh, infections brought in through air crew. In Hong Kong, we had infections brought in through maritime crew. And so I, I think there's still a risk. And I, I still would, would believe that the better strategy for Hong Kong in the medium term, at least, is to think of a way to get back to normal and figure out how to live with the virus. Microbiologist Yun Kwok Young says airborne transmission within the quarantine hotel might be the source of infection for a foreign domestic helper who was confirmed to be infected with COVID-19 earlier. Wang Yanting has the details. The fully vaccinated helper who returned from the United States was found positive with coronavirus after she completed her seven-day quarantine. She was living near a couple who had earlier flown in from the U.S. at the Dorset Hotel in Wan Chai. The couple were confirmed with COVID-19 as well. Microbiologist Yun Kwok Yung said the pair did not close their windows when medical staff collected their specimens, and this may have contaminated public areas like the corridor and infected the helper who lives in the opposite room. Yun's analysis came after inspecting the hotel, where he says the ventilation is not up to standard. He suggested the hotel increase the amount of air change per hour to avoid cross-transmissions. 
Chief Executive Carrie Lam says people arriving in the city will no longer be able to undergo a shorter quarantine if they have a positive antibody test. This means vaccinated people coming from medium-risk areas must spend 14 days in a quarantine hotel instead of just seven if they test positive for antibodies. She said the government is following experts' advice. This has been in place and I understand many people have benefited from this um, arrangement. But exactly because of this arrangement, we are seeing breakthroughs. People who have been fully vaccinated but still being infected and uh, confirmed positive while they were being quarantined or in one case while they were have left the quarantine hotel. So the experts have been asked to have this meeting last night and they sort of advise us that with the prevalence of Delta in many places, it is better to err on the side of caution. President Biden has strongly defended his decision to withdraw U.S. troops from Afghanistan. Mr. Biden said the clear goal of the U.S. mission there were focused on counterterrorism. We went to Afghanistan almost 20 years ago with clear goals. Get those who attacked us on September 11, 2001, and make sure al-Qaeda could not use Afghanistan as a base from which to attack us again. We did that. We severely degraded al-Qaeda in Afghanistan. We never gave up the hunt for Osama bin Laden, and we got him. That was a decade ago. Our mission in Afghanistan was never supposed to have been nation-building. In a national address, Mr. Biden also warned the Taliban not to disrupt or threaten the evacuation of thousands of American diplomats and Afghan translators at Kabul airport. He said the U.S. would defend its people with devastating force if necessary. The mayor of Kabul, Daoud Sultanzoy, says that the Taliban have asked him to stay on in his post to ensure stability. He said the militants were surprised they'd been able to take over so rapidly and most of their leaders were not in Kabul. Victorious Taliban fighters with rifles have been patrolling the streets. This man, who cannot be identified for his own safety, described the situation in his neighborhood. As we speak, uh, there's Taliban right at my doorstep. Uh, there's a few of them forcing themselves on our family, and we have to provide them dinner. And if we refuse, we'll face force. There's hundreds of them, you know, in the streets. Many of them don't speak the local language. These are many foreign fighters. We're under invasion right now. The United Nations Secretary General has urged the Taliban to exercise maximum restraint to protect lives. Speaking to the Security Council, Antonio Guterres called on the international community to make sure Afghanistan was never again used as a safe haven for terrorist organizations. He said the UN was receiving chilling reports of severe restrictions in human rights with mounting violations against women and girls. The U.S. Ambassador Linda Thomas-Greenfield called on the Taliban to allow humanitarian and aid operations to continue. Humanitarian personnel and agencies must have safe, unhindered access to provide life-saving assistance to the increasing numbers of Afghans in need. We are deeply concerned that right now aid is not flowing to people in crisis. 
A tropical storm has made landfall in Haiti, drenching the country with heavy rain as it deals with the aftermath of Saturday's powerful earthquake. At least 1,400 people have been killed and thousands more injured. Aid workers and medics have been scrambling to reach the southwest-affected areas for fear storm grace will produce flash floods and mudslides. Kara Buck, who works for the Mercy Corps Agency in the capital Port-au-Prince, says the storm will only make the situation worse. Heavy rainfall has started in, in Port-au-Prince, so you know, we're, we're tracking and that will certainly um, make the response more challenging. Um, I'm hearing from my team it, based out of NEEP, which is uh, just uh, you know, close by to the epicenter. Um, you know, one team member uh, reported it as uh, you know, everywhere is agony. The health ministry in Ivory Coast says it has begun a vaccination program against Ebola after the country confirmed its first case since 1994. It said the family of the infected teen and health workers involved were the first to be given the jab. Officials say they plan to vaccinate 2,000 people by Wednesday. The infected teenager tested positive on Saturday after arriving in the commercial hub Abidjan on a bus from neighbouring Guinea. The health secretary, Pierre Dimba, explained how she got into the country. It's not that the bus left Guinea to cross the border and return to the Ivory Coast, no. People come illegally. It's like people who take boats to cross into Europe. They arrive at the border, they cross it by roundabout ways, and then they continue on their way once they're in Ivory Coast. An unnamed woman has filed a lawsuit in New York alleging she was sexually abused by the acclaimed American singer-songwriter Bob Dylan when she was 12 years old in 1965. Identified simply as J.C., the woman accuses him of sexually abusing her over a six-week period in his apartment. A spokesman for Bob Dylan said the accusations were untrue and would be defended vigorously. In financial news, shares in the American electric car maker Tesla have fallen sharply in value on Wall Street after U.S. safety regulators opened an investigation into its autopilot driver assistance system. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration said it was studying 11 crashes involving autopilot, one which resulted in death and seven with injuries. The BBC's Samira Hussein has more. The investigation will focus on how the autopilot system ensures that Tesla drivers are in fact paying attention to the road. Now, the owner's manuals instruct Tesla drivers to keep their hands on the steering wheel at all times, but the autopilot function will still work even if the driver only lightly taps the wheel. Now, news of the investigation rattled Wall Street, where shares of Tesla fell by more than 4% in trading. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 25,988, 193 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $74 billion. Currencies. The U.S. dollar is trading at 109.3 yen. The euro is standing at 1 U.S. dollar and 17 cents. The pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 75 cents. To sports, where we start with cricket. India have taken the second test against England after a sensational final day performance at Lords. The tourists won by 151 runs to take a 1-0 lead in five-match series. The BBC's Eleanor Aldroy was watching. A terrific and deserved win by India in the fading light at Lords, but one of England's more forgettable days at headquarters. At the start of the day, England were narrow favourites for the win, but then a ninth-wicket partnership of 89 between Mohamed Siraj and Jaspreet Bumrah 
turned it India's way. England's fielding tactics were bizarre as they packed the boundary ropes and India declared just after lunch, setting England a target of 272 in 60 overs. England struggled from the start with both openers out for Ducks and there was a king pair for Sam Curran, both unwelcome firsts in tests at Lords. Joe Root made 33 and Joss Butler put up resistance to make 25 in 96 balls before Siraj and Bumrah cleaned up the tail, something England had signally failed to do. India take the test match by 151 runs and take a 1-0 series lead. In football, Barcelona president Joan Laporta has announced the football club is more than 1 billion US dollars in debt. Laporta spoke to Spanish media yesterday and gave details of the dramatic financial problems that persuaded him to release Lionel Messi. On the pitch, the club started life without Messi with a win over Real Sociedad on Sunday. Gerard Piquet, who scored in the game, is a player who took a massive pay cut to allow Barca to register their new signings, Memphis Depay, Eric Garcia and Ray Menage. But would the likes of Sergio Busquets and Jordi Alba be happy to accept reduced salaries like Piquet? Here's Ernest Machia from Radio Catalonia. I don't think they are going to be happy yesterday in the press conference. Jordi Alba showed... Uh, publicly his commitment but if you read uh, and this is my interpretation he was he was not exactly happy and he underlined many things that he was doing this sacrifice um, uh, I think with aggressivity uh, even uh, complaining and uh, pointing indirectly to the club and I don't think they are going to be happy and if there's anything that could be a delay a delay not the the same that Piquet did because he's a captain and he's a his uh, reference in Barcelona, I'm not sure, but we'll see. Barcelona is trying to work this out and we'll, we'll see what happens, but I don't think it's going to be that easy like with uh, Gerard Piquet. One of the greatest female footballers of all time, Carly Lloyd of the U.S. women's national team, has announced her retirement. The BBC's Maz Faruqi has been reflecting on her career. Yes, Carly Lloyd, a two-time World Cup winner, a two-time Olympic gold medalist, is retiring. She's the second most capped player in the history of the game. She made 312 appearances for the USA and was twice named FIFA's Women's Player of the Year too. But she'll probably most famously be remembered for a 17-minute hat-trick she scored in the first half of the 2015 Women's World Cup final against Japan. The USA won 5-2 that day, and Lloyd's third goal was an incredible strike from midfield, which will certainly live long in the memory. US soccer will soon announce four friendly matches across September and October, which will mark Lloyd's final appearances in a US shirt. The 39-year-old herself said on Monday, through all the goals, the trophies, the medals and the championships won, what I'm most proud of is that I've been able to stay unapologetically me. To the weather forecast, mainly fine and hot with a maximum temperature of about 32 degrees. There will be isolated showers later. The outlook, sunny periods and isolated showers in the next few days and mainly fine and very hot over the weekend. It's currently 32 degrees with humidity at 66%. The news from RTHK. With music, news and information, this is Radio 3.
What a great idea. Somebody call the doctor. I'm going to need a bit of therapy. Ciara Overdose getting us started on a Tuesday afternoon. Many, many thanks to James Ross for the morning brew. Many thanks to Aaron Tan for the news bulletin at one o'clock. My name's Todd Harding sitting in for Nori Mir. It's been three weeks. Have you missed me? Have you?